This week's show is brought to you by Beetroot Pro. Beetroot Pro is a supplement for athletes that helps increase blood flow and improve athletic performance. We'll be reviewing this on the show over the next couple of weeks as we uh, are taking it regularly. And um, we'll be giving you an update on our times and, and how much it's helped us with our training and stuff like that. So stay tuned. So check out beetrootpro.com or check out their Instagram page, beetrootpro. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind, yes it's Welcome to episode 43 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Um, just myself, Wooly and Nathan in the house currently. We're actually got a international guest joining us for a little um, chat soon. John Rose, he'll um, we'll uh, we'll sub him in when he when he logs in. He's got an exciting story about the race he's just done at the weekend, so we let him go through that. It's pretty monstrous effort. Cool. And, uh, Do you want to go through yeah. what you've done training wise this week? Yes, mate. Um, so I wanted to do the uh, well last week. So I wanted to do forty k last week. So I did a ten and eleven k run in the week, and then I had Thursday Friday off. And then um, park run actually wasn't too bad. It was quite cool, wasn't it? Park run was all right. It was, well, the temperature was good for North Lakes. Bit of a wind. Um, 2050 at park run. Managed to get in, I think, like oh, 15K. And I wanted to do 40 for the week. So yesterday afternoon we got home. I just went for a run around the block. And did 4.3k and it took me to 40.5 I think five for the week. So I was happy, happy with that. And um, yeah, nothing much to report. Like, oh, I've got a, it's funny, Sparling's got a bad hip and my hip's giving me a bit of trouble, but it's all because everything's tight. TFL and that, um, all all tight around the hip and just down the, down the, um, down the hamstring. I've just been for a 7k run tonight and um yeah it's a bit tight down that hammy pull into the back of the knee so um, just it loosens off a bit but then then after a while it tightens back up so i just gotta really get on the roller and uh get into it, right out. into it yeah but no and that's all right mate. yeah I, well i had a i had a good week mm. um yeah so i had um i had monday off because we did a long run at um sandgate and then yep. Tuesday, I run 20K through um, like the center of Brisbane near where I was working. So that was cool. Different, you know, running in a different spot. Always see some yep. some pretty cool sites around South Bank. That's where I run through. Yeah. Um, then on the Wednesday, I did my lostit.com loop and um, just cruising 
just under six minute Ks that was. Um, yeah, low heart rate, pretty good. And then Thursday I did like a 15K run where I, I did 5K warm up and then 5K at four minute Ks and then 5K cool down. And um, that was pretty good. Bloody windy. Um, so I was stoked mm. I got through that. And then we went up the coast for the weekend, went up for uh, my brother-in-law's uh, 40th birthday. So I ran 10K um, along the beach there on the Friday night. And then the Saturday, I went and did um, an F45 session at um, Batinia with my brother-in-law, Greg, and that was pretty fun. It was an hour, it was a Hollywood session. Pretty good workout, good fun. Hollywood session. Hollywood, yeah. They name them all different. I think right. some of them are different themes, but they actually do different things. Like some are just form and like heavier weights, but Hollywood was more like cardio. So it was all on the, um, have you, have you ever seen those like ski machines where they yeah. pull them down? Like, so yeah, we, I love them. I, I did like 10 minutes on one of them the other week. I did a like 30 K a 30 minute, like cardio. I did like uh, 10 minutes on the Versa climber, 10 minutes skipping and then 10 minutes on one of them. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah, so it was a good workout. That was like, um, I think, 24 stations twice. And then um, about lunchtime, I, I went and run another 10K, basically the same um, loop that I did on the Friday. And then um, on the Sunday morning, I woke up feeling a bit rubbish, so I didn't run. So that's all I've done for the week. That was about 65K. Yep. And... Um, I was a bit spewing. I was going to drive down to um, watch everyone run at the GC50, but I was too buggered. Too yeah. much driving over the weekend. But, geez, there were some good results from that. Should we go through the results from the GC50? Yeah, let's do that, mate. So, okay, so the 50K was won yep. by Ben Macaron, Macronan, sorry, uh, in three hours and one minute. Three hours and one minute. 50k that's 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 absolutely (laughs) it's nuts and then our second place was wayne spies in three hours and two minutes third place was thomas brimelow in three hours and 11 59 seconds and uh former guest of the show paul gorlow was in sixth place and he did 32102 and uh, that nice. worked out for Paul to be running four minute Ks. So yeah, yeah. pretty nuts eh, for 50K. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he said that that was the last 8K was pretty brutal. Brutal. I suppose mentally as well, because I've done a marathon now. I've just got that 8K to go to get that 50 down. Yeah. And also Peter Lewis uh, yep. ran three hours 55 and he was 41st. I'm not sure where that put him in his actual That's age group, but he would have been would have been yeah. well up there. Um, and uh, also, New Bowker. Yeah, set, she go. Yep, she set the new Australian age group record and a world yes. age group best performance for 50K in the 50 to 54 years age group. She's got a world best. Yep. Three hours, wow. 38. 14 and that was the the previous best was three hours 41 57 yeah so she's absolutely smashed it well done new i had a good chat to her at north lakes the other week she was um yeah she was looking on track to do it so well done lucky who won the women's 
Okay, so the women's was won by Ryan Ringy in three hours 23. Second was Kirsten Bull in three hours 34.59. And third was Nicola Bowker in three hours 38. So um, that, some, some more quick times there as well. Is that related to New Bowker? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But, yeah, it's spelled the same. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that, that Ryan Ringy, or she, she wins everything, eh? Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't too warm, but what was the wind like? I wonder what the wind was like down there. We'll have to have Paul, we have to have a chat with uh, Paul. See yeah. The wind was. But it was a cooler weekend, but it just depends what the wind was like. On the, actually, the wind was Sunday. Sunday morning, I don't think it was too bad, but I know it picked up about lunchtime. Definitely. It's just like it's not um it's not the best time of year to be running them it's too hot. huge rates of huge distances, eh? I don't know why they run it so late. Maybe because it's permits or whatever else. But you're running on the footpath with uh is it running on the footpath anyway? Yeah. So it's people are gonna get in your way and it's like it's real I mean so, so it's hot plus closed, so maybe one do it at least two nights earlier. But might be some council thing, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we we um we should just mention some football results. We've, we're going to have a clash in this household. It's England <laughs> France in the quarter final, so there's gonna there's gonna be When's some that? thrown around. That's next Sunday morning. They're playing. Um, Australia fortunately out. So France won three one. England won three nil. And then we've just got all the other games with the. Uh, Brazil and Argentina, Netherlands, uh, Brazil. For anyone who, who doesn't know, Nathan's um, partner is from France. Matilde. So, so, yeah, we're going to have... Uh, <laughs> be punching on. <laughs> be punching on, yeah. So, five o'clock in the morning. I'll be up, but I don't have to bother getting up. I don't even know if she's got, like, a, a France T-shirt. She's got, I bought her, when they won the World Cup four years ago, I bought her a France football. So... Uh, I can just throw that there if uh, <laughs> they lose. Oh, yesterday, the Valencia Marathon, uh, my brother was there uh, watching, doing his, his stuff. That was a, that was a race, wasn't it? That looked, I was watching the finish. Here comes John. Yeah. So let's welcome, we mention him um, all the time. We talk about his races. He does some crazy races. He's, uh, we'll find out about these um, FKT attempts and, and what he's got. But uh, we, uh, we grew up, Next door for know, how long have we spend next door to each other? I think about 15, 20 years, something like that. But let's welcome to the podcast John Rose. How are we doing? Good, All right. Good. <laughs> how are you feeling? It's been a little while. How do I feel? Uh, I'm a bit rough. I was going uh, I was going into that at the weekend, sort of um you weren't pretty ill, not a lot weekend, of sleep. Just on the sofa and stuff like that. Um, Let's explain. John John grew up next door to us in Maidstone, um, went to different schools. Then we went to the grammar school together. And John was a good all-rounder, like cricket, soccer, rugby. I think you played for the school first 15, did you? Sixth form or second? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, definitely. Yeah, captained rugby, football, cricket. First teams, yeah, your it's brother, a bit of an all rounder on that, but um, your older brother, I would never class brother. myself as a runner. Uh, yeah, that's just it's funny because <laughs> you like you, you, um, 
I think those team sports you're always really good at. But what? Uh, how did you get into running? What went on there? I'm trying to think. Um, probably always kind of did a little bit. And then when I was living down in Brighton, I was probably more doing mountain biking. Did you go to uni, did you go to uni at Brighton? Or were you in London? No, I just, just ended up down in Brighton. Sort of so. Well, it were, yeah, it was a bit of a, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a long story. It's quite a funny story. But, um, but ultimately, yeah, you know, our, another of our old friends, <clears throat> Tim, had travelled in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd, he'd stayed in a hostel um, in Sydney. And anyway, when they all sort of came back, they got a get-together down in Brook with, with people that his girlfriend and wife who is now. And anyway, that's how I met my wife. And she was living in Brighton. And I ended up just basically spending sort of three years in Brighton. So uh, I'll play ground. It's good fun. Um, and, then you, and that's where yeah, you started running. running. Sorry? Is that where you started running? Yeah, just yeah, just along along the seafront. And yeah, just li just little bits really there. But I, I reckon I started doing sort of, you know, the first part run and 10Ks, just probably when we moved north, just when I was having had kids. So come back to the northeast where my wife's from, um, and just an met met a group of of friends, and they had kids, and we were just yeah, we were just doing five ten k's and just nothing particularly serious. Did you do anything in between, like finishing school, going off to uni? Were you involved in any sports, or were you just doing a bit of gym and stuff? Or well, I I smashed my knee up, so I've got like no ligaments really in my left knee probably got dragged back into football a few times to then lose. I mean, I think I've had about three or four surgeries on it now. Sort of cartilage oh, is gone gosh. and things like that. So arthritis is on its way. But you can run so, on it, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. As long as I'm running in a straight line. Well, even even trail stuff is fine. Yeah. Don't yeah, really yeah. I had it all cleaned out and flushed out. So they took out all the old graft and all of yeah. 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 So um so, so yeah. look, your mum and dad are they still in Maidstone? No, where are they? They've moved around a bit. Um, I think they're now just outside of Cambridge. Okay. So, Fair enough. they're all yeah. right. So, yeah, mate, tell right. tell us about the race yesterday. Oh God, um, yeah. So, well, really, I've been three months sort of injured with an Achilles in the middle part of the year, which was annoying because I've been trying to change my form and do things to to really prevent i was trying to become a better runner because basically no one teaches you how to run you know if you go swimming someone will teach you how to swim you go and play golf you need to learn how to play golf you're never going to get any good running you can just stick a pair of trainers on and go out the door and you're running but and everyone's there got a slightly actually, different style. There, there, there's a way to run and there's a way not to run <clears throat> and most injuries um aren't injuries there's a there's a um a thing that sort of says if you don't remember when you did it as in something didn't go pop or stop you in your track. It's not an injury. It's a deficiency, which means yeah. you're not running right. <clears throat> so basically sort of, I've been learning to try and just build my form off of injury from last year and just get that sorted. So anyway, that didn't work. And the Achilles went off um, on a track session. So I had three months basically um, coming back. Did it go snap or did it, did it, did it ping? Oh, or it, what it would, you know, when it was around a sort of five out of 10 for weeks and weeks, mm -hmm. and then just pushed it on a set 
on a on a track session and it just jumped up to an eight and it was nap oh, stop. No. Um so then that's yeah, twelve twelve weeks Did really you see to a get therapist up. or someone to give you some running coaching style, you know, coaching or what? It it was no, I mean I know what I know what it was and I know you just have to kind of rest it and and just build um you know build back up and yeah just wait for it to to settle down but that's why I kind of needed a race in the diary because there's a point where it's it's like well how long do you wait before you get back into some yeah. proper training and you need something in the diary to you to need motivate. something to think, aim at hey yeah and I think you guys I think you talked about with your free hour marathon Steve it was yeah. like you need to have something that scares the crap out of you yeah. to to get you out and doing stuff and, and and that's why you do it as well you know if it's easy what's the point of doing it exactly yeah. um, so so this is well out of my sort of comfort zone um but you do if you've, you've done backyard ultras and and that and done a fair big big case was um and so what was the name of the race just run us through the name of the race and where sort of the, the montane mounting uh, what's the montane cheviot goat so as it as it sounds like it's a, sponsored by yeah. montane um and the Cheviots are the sort of hills that are the lowlands of uh, and borderland of Scotland and England, and it there's just nothing there. There's just nothing there at all. They're not as in. high as the Lake District, but there's no lakes. They're just literally it's just rolling, rolling ups and downs. Um, stunning. You to run ninety-two kilometers through it <laughs> in winter. Yeah, yeah. In the first weekend of winter. In, uh, yeah, in and it, and it's a big, it's a big, um, it's quite a big event, and there were loads of people deferred. There, was, people there was a lot of people in it. I was watching you, mate. I was tracking yeah. you in the night when you kicked off, and then well, in the morning for you, and then when I woke up in the morning to watch the the Australia game, I was watching you then, and um, uh, it was like I was like, oh, I finally found you, and I was just watching the the tracking. Actually, was not too bad. It was pretty. It was pretty. It dipped uh, out apparently for. Yeah, it dipped out at one point apparently, but about 84, 84 I think eighty four, eighty six k. I think it dipped. It must have been going down. It looked like when I looked on the the map, it looked like you were going downhill into like a gully, and then everyone was sort of disappearing, and they come back up, and I was like, I'm going to start filming the finish line because um, that it sort of updates a bit every now and then, and then and it was I got you coming across the finish line there, and it looked wet, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It started off. It started off when we were chatting and going, do you know what? People are going to say this isn't a proper winter go. You know, it was, there was not a breath of wind. The sun had come out. It was, you know, it was like, I've got too many layers on here. And, you know, I had to ditch one layer because it was just ringing wet at the first sort of checkpoint. Um, and then it just flipped. And then the snows and the snow started. And then as you climbed higher and higher and got to the top of Devia, which is the highest, I think it's about eight, it's nearly 800 meters. Um, yeah. Got onto the top top of that. And it was, it's literally, I've, I've, I've never been any, I've, I've been on a top, top of quite a few mountains and nothing so bleak. Is it and dark miserable. when you're up there or is it still daylight? That was still daylight, but it was, oh. it was a whiteout by then. Oh. So you're literally oh, so fully you, snowing. Oh yeah. You had, and you oh. had to go. And and the and the soul destroy bit is you sort of got you got to this bit and the mountain rescue guys were kind of up there with their tents and checking people, and their guys there's guys coming 
back towards you because you have to do an out and back to the sort of summit. So you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. these guys all day. And you, but all you can run on is these big stones that have been laid out because everything alongside you is just, if you fell in it, you could just disappear. Like it's just, it's just bog. Um, um, awful. But, you crazy. know, yeah. So we, so we got up there with a guy and sort of started taking some photos and we were like, let's get out of here. This is awful. Come on. It looked so, like there's a lot of people running in packs, or they was quite close together. Could you see yeah, people most yeah. of the time? It looked like it was must have been how many entrance were there? Four people. There, there was a there was a bit where I was on my own, and that would, and I learned that yeah, whatever pacing or whatever you, and cer- certainly in those conditions, and when it's getting dark, you do not want to be out there on your own. But I, I when I got you up to go in off the morning, marking off your watch, didn't you? Not there was any there was any trail marks. No. No, there was literally literally a handful of people on the course. Um uh but yeah, if it without without McGarman, if you got lost in that because you got the pro version yeah. of, the, of the Phoenix Six, didn't you? Which is good. It's got it's topical and it gives you you like it's giving you updates on directions. And that yeah. yeah. No, it was it was useful. Except in a group of six, everyone's got a slightly different mind saying, Oh, it's over here to the right and over here to, and then once you've got kind of blizzard and what you know and maybe is there a path or isn't there a path? yeah it actually looked like people were off the path but i think the red the red mark on the on the when i was looking on the map on the online it looked like um it wasn't actually they'd marked it from a distance but when you zoomed in they were off slightly but then people were going off course take taken right yeah. i was like Oh, some people are over there, some are over there. I think I sent you a message going, John, don't go wrong. Because <laughs> everyone was sort of taking the detour round. But I suppose look, I can you still ended up with the with the uh getting it done. Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be a 55 mile, and it turned out to be 58 or something. No. Oh, well, in the yeah. end. So oh. it was yeah. I don't I don't think I cut the course anywhere, put it put it that way. So it was yeah. uh, it was all right, but it had to. Yeah, had some good people in it. Like Nikki, I think Nikki Spinks won the female, and she yeah. did. She's sort of innovate ambassador. She's a shepherdess from the Lake District. Um, she got a British. She's got a good story as well, actually. Um, but she ran the Barclay a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Has anyone ever finished the, the Barclay marathons? I don't know if anyone Has... ever finished it. Has anyone ever finished the Barclay marathons? Yeah, there's about. There's only a handful, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's about maybe 10, 11 finishers. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely not in on my radar, put it that way. Nah, no, no. There was um there was there was one guy I met at the first checkpoint, and um he had his foot all bandaged up. And I was like, Oh, well, so you know, are you all right? What's the matter? And he had it and he had a buff holding his shoe together because in the first sort of 10 mile, put his foot in a bog pulled his foot out and it had just ripped his mud claws like oh, into right. two. So he, he then ran 10 miles basically with one shoe. Um, and then I'm chatting to him at the, um, you know, we've got our drop bags and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what size are you then? He goes, oh, nine. I went, oh, I just want to borrow my speed goats. And I chucked an extra pair of shoes <gasps> just because I was doing what you shouldn't do, which is like, trying i thought it was last minute i thought it's going to be so wet i need to wear seal skin socks and i'll only fit them in the topo shoes because they've yeah. got the wider toe box. Wider, yeah but but then you lose a bit of cushioning and i hadn't trained in them for months 
So I was kind of, it was a bit of a gamble. But anyway, yeah, then this guy's like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? And anyway, my trainers finished an hour before me. So, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Did you get them back? <laughs> yeah, bloody did. I said, you can have them, but don't run over them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. love save. I hope you bought you a beer. You were aiming for about 15 hours, but you did um, 17. Yeah, but, uh, I reckon I 15, 15 and a half. Um, yeah. With the conditions think... and no course markings, you've done really well. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was fine. It was just, were there, were there, there were probably a few bits where I could have run, but I was probably having a low patch. And that was when I was on my own. But there, it was definitely a case of like, okay, try and run when you can. But some of the downs were so steep that you couldn't. Yeah, you just couldn't run them in the air. What just, um, do you think, in hindsight, if you, if you did it again, you'd stick with people more rather than go, oh, I'll get away from you or whatever. You try oh, to stick no, with I, more people. I tried, I tried to, to stick with people. You know, there's one guy I'm just running along and you're chatting and then you suddenly, you're suddenly saying, oh, where you're from and um have you run in the hills before and he ran a race that i'd been in in the cheviots earlier in the year which is the um st cuthbert's way which is basically you get dropped in melrose and you have to run all the way to holy island and you have to do it in enough time so you you beat the tide because there's a causeway over to the island <laughs> and it turns out he was the guy that was in the tent next to me in the in the field yeah, right. so it's like it's just it's a small community um yeah. especially when you're sort of racing up in the northeast but um would you do it again yeah would i do it again um i don't know it's maybe a bit too soon because it was horrific yeah. you gotta let the, the light disappear yeah the last the last yeah the last 25k like leaving the second checkpoint was um yeah, left there on my own, just like with a can of coke in the hand, just sort of like trudging along, thinking, "Oh God, I hope this." And it and it just took, you know, the idea of like I could do with this finishing now, and you know, you've got another five yeah. hours in the dark, rain, yeah. still what plenty of big finish? vibes. What time of night was it? About eleven o'clock at night, you finished, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it was about eleven. Yeah, so, so you've been would have been dark from about four o'clock, was it? Yeah. Yeah, just getting there. Yeah, about four, about half four. Yeah, it got properly dark, but it got it got to the point where it was so blizzardy and in your face coming down the steep that all you could see is sort of white flecks in your head torch, so you couldn't see the floor or where you're putting your feet. So in the end, I worked out like if I got my spare head torch out and held onto that and shined it on the floor. I could just about see where you, where I was going, but it was lethal. Yeah. So, yeah. again, oh. and then you would run along, and there was a group of sort of five or six of us. You're running in this train. I'm like, don't drop me, don't drop me, because I, I just, I couldn't really, keep, I couldn't even walk as fast as them. And I just, I do not want to get stuck out here on my own. And then you just see people, about... just, see yeah. people just disappear down to their waist. You know, they just put a wrong step and just go boom, into the bog, and then. Yeah. Lots of swearing, and then uh, and then they get up and try to lose a shoe on the way out. Oh god, yeah. But yeah. um, well, the ten, it was one in about ten hours or something, wasn't it? They must have been flying. Oh, they they fly some of those. <coughs> some of those lads. But yeah, yeah. yeah Sabrina, I think Sabrina. You said you've been sick beforehand. So you what? You cold flu kind of thing? Yeah, and my lads just tested positive for COVID this morning. So I was supposed oh. to take him to school, but he doesn't need to go now. 
So you might have COVID. Well, I've just tested. I've got it here. I'm still negative. Yeah. So I've just got, I've just got, I don't know, some sort of chest infection or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it all going around, different rhinovirus and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, different stuff. Uh, what's there's another one? There's another respiratory virus going around as well. But um yeah. Have you had COVID already? Yeah, I had I, I I dodged it for a while and then I think I had it yeah. maybe April. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just had that really rough, you know, something coming on, a rough three days, and then it and then it went. Um yeah. So but all jabbed up and everything, but yeah. Yeah, it was, John, uh, John, on back to sort of like that race, when you finish, like, you'd be that cold. Like, can you undo your shoelaces? Or your fingers <laughs> so numb that you well, can't. I, I wasn't well, I wasn't in a particularly good state at the end so you finish it takes you in you get your photo it takes you into a nice little cafe they're giving you soup and stuff like that literally i couldn't touch it i was just sort of head in hands everyone else is chirpy met the guy with my trainers he's trying to chat to me and i'm just ah, oh, just in a terrible place sat there trying to get warm and then yeah the worst bit was leaving that and going back out into the rain I had to walk up the field towards my car uh, and, and yeah, try try and like undress to then, and it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I got to sleep in the car at about ten to one, but I was just sat sat in the car with the heated seats on and ever in my pants, just, <laughs> just trying to get warm. Were they checking on people for like hypothermia and things? Because you could just wander out there and just like sit down outside your car and bloody just. Well, apparently. Well, I got back up at six to go back to the cafe because by then I was starving. I'd like, you know, I wanted to, so I had chili for breakfast and lemon drizzle and all sorts. I was just scranning anything. Yeah. But some people were still coming in, so they must have been the sort of 24-hour lot. And one guy was saying he was following sort of a head torch in front of him, uh, and then it sort of disappeared. And then he just stumbled across this woman, and apparently she'd, like, put her foot in a hole, and then she'd just fallen asleep on the side of the hill on her own oh, no. and that's pretty that's pretty scary so in the end he picked her up and then sort, sort of shook her awake and then and she sort of said oh do you, do you mind sort of hanging with you know staying with me for a bit and apparently she was falling asleep on her feet yeah, oh, God. that's bad which is yeah that's yeah like i say that that's half the reason you just don't want to be you know when you when you're sort of trudging forward and you get you, you you've got some momentum in your you're following people and you're okay. Um, no one had any crack, mind, because it was just relentless. See, this but, is up. You think about like the time. Like we've just had the Gold Coast thirty on, and it's 50. the Gold Coast fifty. Yeah. It's like summer and it's bloody hot and humid, and you go silly time of year to do it. And then you just had this race, winter, Scottish borders. Like maybe couldn't they change it to a couple, at least a couple of months beforehand? Like because it's less of a risk, or is it? That's the challenge. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, I mean, people are doing it for the for the spine race, which is um, the Pennine Way. I think it's about just shy of three hundred miles. So it start starts down in South Yorkshire and it goes all the way, yeah, straight straight through the middle of the country, up and up and up and into Scotland. And it's yeah, and that's that's the the, the toughest in the country. You know, that's the one that all the all the top names 
want to try and get the DFKT on or break the record or so that's you know the one I did is just a little bit of training but but um but the elite guys you know the the elite guys that do the mountain running you know this is this is just nothing you know compared to to going and doing Mont Blanc and the weather you can get over there and yeah yeah but um yeah, well, but that, that was new territory for me. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go sort of felt walking in those conditions. I might go for a run around locally. You know, if, it, if it's snowing, if it's really shitty, I'd be like, right, come on, let's go out just for a bit of training. But to decide to go into the middle of nowhere, you start blocking. Suicidal. <laughs> well, it can, it can go wrong. I mean, you're yeah. saying about like. Um, you're saying about FKTs, and I've been trying to get this local one. Um, and the guy who holds it has done like double Bob Graham's. He was a Montane mm. runner. Um, he's come like second in the spine, I think. And he's, you know, he's one of these multi-day whatevers. And he, but he lives near me, and he got the FKT, but he only did it because a race got cancelled in COVID, and he thought, oh, I've got, I've got some miles in my legs. And I think it's like a How seventy mile. It? It's a seventy mile one. Oh, that's the one and you had to go at, didn't you? Yeah, it's running from the top of the dale all the way to the coast in Sunderland. So it's it's not a bad route. It's it, There's a few little hills in there. Um, but he'd set that like 16 and a bit hours. Anyway, I was I, I had a go. And I was going going pretty well. I was on, on track for sort of halfway. And then I decided to like strip out some of the weight. You know, I thought it was quite a nice day. I took my waterproof out, I did, you know, and then I got caught in a shower, heavy shower, got cold, felt rubbish, started walking. And I, and it just showed how quickly you could start deteriorating and head into, even in what was a nice day, if you get cold and, you know, and your energy levels are low and you're depleted and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And I got the shakes. And it was like that. Yeah. So it's really easy, even in, good conditions and that's why people you know mountain rescues and stuff get called out on nice days in the summer and things because it's people people just don't have the right gear or they get get caught out or they run into trouble and it can quickly go wrong so no, that's why that's why you got all your mandatory kit though for these races because yeah. it's, it's much about saving you but it's it's like someone else you know I heard one guy going, oh, you know, my mates left me, but I didn't want to leave this other person because they couldn't find their head torch. And I, I, and I couldn't leave them on the mountain, you know, sort of yeah. without a head torch. So you buddy up with them, you make sure they get down all right. And, and if you're not in the top sort of five, you think, well, does it really matter if I'm a bit slower now, but I'll save someone's life no. by fucking just... No, I'm not racing. Like, you're not, it's not the Olympics. Like, get it over it, you know, help someone out. And on, no, and that's that's the whole community. That's why it's a different. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking about PBs. You're not thinking. I I don't care. You know, whether it's 15 hours or 17 hours. You know, yeah. it just would have been nicer to be 15 because it would have been two hours of <laughs> torture <talk or> less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it doesn't matter. But yeah, it is a lot of it is about the people you meet. It's about yeah, just helping people through, and you have a bit of crack. You meet people, you know, and. A lot of them are locally and it's funny yeah. you say that because like um was it Elliot Kipchoge says he has respect for people who take four hours to do a marathon he said because he'd never want to be out there running for four hours you know like two hours thanks very much I'm done I'm going home. Yeah. yeah yeah well that's what I thought you know when I'd got up for breakfast 
feeling, oh, I've had a few hours sleep and I feel hungry now. I feel pretty good, you know, and I'm going it and there's people just sort of trudging in after 24 hours. I'm thinking, Was it far shit. from Hatton? Did you have to drive far to get there? Um, it's about an hour and a half, hour and 40. Oh, that's all right. So right. not right. too bad. It's up towards, up towards Anik, which is really, really northeast. It's kind of where, where they filmed bits of Harry Potter. Because my older brother Spencer's living in Gala Shields, which is not far. It is in is in the borders. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and there was a how half marathon. Gala, how did he find his way there? Well, he's married a Scottish lass, and there she's from Gala Shields. So, right. Uh, um, yeah, they just they live up there now. So that's uh, part of the world. Yeah. So, but he's all off. He was in Valencia for the marathon. And he was uh, Dubai, uh, Qatar. Sorry. Uh, he's sorting out the marathon in Qatar and then, I don't know, he's then went to go to the Diamond League meeting in Rome and then go to Valencia and then, oh, yeah, he's off all over the world all, all the time, so. Speaking of the another Barden brother, welcome to the chat, Fraser Barden. Be, be keeping quiet. You've <laughs> <laughs> been hearing his... Stick your microphone in front of your face. Okay. We can't hear you properly. Put your microphone. There we go. Hear me now? That's better. That better. I don't know if it's coming through computer or... I, uh, have, you done, have you been doing any running? Uh, mate, I'm flat chat with work. It's, this, this time of year for work for me is just fucking nightmare. Doing like 60-hour 60 60 hour weeks, 70-hour weeks inspections right. i always tell him he right. needs to work to he needs to learn to work more efficiently <laughs> they get it done quicker developers and builders want to get paid this time of year unfortunately i'm the one that sorts all that out so i've got no choice he's still got his london accent is it yours you see john there you go did you watch the uh, did you watch the football john last night did i did yeah it's good. I was predicting four deal, but the first what was it? Twenty minutes, half an hour was dodgy. They took a while, yeah, didn't they? Know. But once that first goal went in, it was just like open the floodgates. I think yeah, they just, it... they, 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 every game they played like that though. And just like first 20, 30 minutes was just sat back, just alone. Just seems onslaught and just Senegal could about, have scored a couple of goals there. All of a sudden, just make that break. Like Bellingham was absolutely awesome this morning. But France played the same. I watched the start of the France right. game. France were the same. They were they took, took a while before they finally got one in. So it's going to be an interesting game on Sunday, next Sunday. So. What's your prediction? Yeah, for us? What's your prediction for the game? One, um, I'm going to say two 0 England. What do you reckon, Jack? Yeah, two two goes to extra time and then. I can't <laughs> see. I can't see Mbappe not scoring. That's yeah, the... I know. He's got five now, isn't he? I think in the comp. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah, he's a player. But Bellingham, yeah, get the ball to Bellingham. I liked, I liked, um, I liked Saka and Foden as an option. I just, I just wish we had a striker that wanted to be in the box rather than play midfield. Um, I don't know what's. I'm not. I'm not a Harry Kane fan. Now, After scoring a goal, I reckon Kane would be up there a bit more. Yeah. Well, he said afterwards he was like, "Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a striker. I like scoring." It was like, "Oh, he does remember." <laughs> <laughs> you are. 
But, so, John, yeah. what's your plans? What's your plans for winter? Have you got any races lined up? Or are you just going to just get some solid training in now? You've had that a good ninety-two k run, and um... yeah, just well, I got not really carrying any in. Like, obviously, like quads are a bit smashed and things. So, getting up and down the stairs is fun. Um, but no, I've got nothing else really booked in at the moment. Um, yeah, just get some. I think get some proper training. Achilles felt fine after that and, and things. So um yeah, just I think have a look, see what see what's going on next year. Put a couple of races in. I had a really but, bad Achilles this year, John, and I reckon that the gym fixed it. It's lifting lifting heavy weights, you know, calf raises and Yeah. It's just Well I well the the, the guy I the, the guy I sort of follow and the, and the sort of the whole technique thing guy called eric orton um i think he's i think the new born to run two books about to come out or has just come out and effect effectively it's sort of chris mcdougall who's written quite a few sort of running books and you know all about the barefoot runner he i think he did that first one all about the tamahara yeah, I, um, I read that. Yeah. yeah, so so the guy, the coach that actually got him on the start line, this guy Eric, he's he's sort of a coach for you know people who you know get into the sort of elite marathon, road marathons, all the way through to like ultras and triathletes and stuff like that. So, but he knows he knows his stuff. But yeah, it's all very much about form and foot strength and you know, lot, lots of sort of technique. Um, but I think they're kind of blending that sort of nerdy book that he's got um, with a bit of Chris McDougall's. So that, that born to the... run um, is, I've, I'm not enjoying it. I'm having to speed read it. So I'm just flicking through it because it, I'm first, he's going on about the Talahara people down yeah, here. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, I've got over it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm done now. Can you move try, on? Try, try, if you're finding that hard, try, um, natural born heroes because that jumps about all over the place from mm. part like parkour to nazis on the on crete to sort of you know he's sort of saying that you know if there's one bit where he's going oh there's a rock um back in sort of ancient times where there's a rock that's still got the inscription that says you know such and such dead lifted this in 2000 bc or something and it's still it's still heavier than anyone ever else even with all our technology and everything else it's that rocks heavier than anything anyone's ever lifted although obviously there's no evidence that <laughs> somebody could have just written it on the side but yeah um but yeah it's it's an interest there's some interesting stuff that he he goes on about and then and he does he doesn't he read another one running with sherman yeah i well, there's a whole thing in America, like in the mountains, like donkey racing. You do ultra marathons, but you have to be attached to your donkey. Um, and it's quite a strength. And, he, and he's, he adopts this really sick donkey and just brings it brings it back to life, basically, and then trains it to to sort of run a mountain marathon. But it's um, it's quite it's quite interesting. Well, I've got, anyway, I've yeah, yeah. So, so new one coming yeah. that, that arrives at the end of the week. So we see how that one goes. Have you read which his? one? David Goggins. I've got his new book. I haven't. I, I don't know. I've never. I've, it's he's not book. one that I lean towards. 
particularly. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, his book is good, though. I have to admit, I know he's like, you either love him or hate him. Um, I'm a fan. Um, but um, it's a bit too much of his childhood. I'll tell you the good one is Shoe Dog with Peter Knight, who um, invented Nike. I couldn't put that okay. down. I read it in, I think, five days, which was not quite a record for me. I did Bear Wheels' first one in three days. Um, uh, but yeah, that is that Nike Shoe Dog, great book. Like, because he's none of his starting from when he's a childhood and you get bored and everything else. He basically starts when yeah. he went, he finished uni, went to Japan and went, Oh, hang on, I might sort of try selling some of their shoes for him. Um, and just went from there. So, uh, but he, he goes back to some of his childhood in when it's relevant for the story. It's a really good read. I thought, yeah, definitely recommend that one, but um. No, sounds sounds. Good. I think what is it? Rich, Rich Rolls. I think did you. Yeah, I read that one. Um, was that the one you sent me? That might have been the one. Yeah, you I sent me. that. Yeah, that was all right. I, um, I read Killian Jornet's autobiography, and that was a bit. Mm, yeah, we didn't really enjoy that. I tell you which is really good one is Rise of the. Is it Marathon Man? It's Rise of the Ultra. Man. Oh, is it? Is it the Irish guy? Um, or it sounds Irish. Yeah, the Rise of the Ultra Runners is a good book. And then the American guy was the first original, I think it was called Ultra Marathon Man. Oh, no, you mean Dan. Ultra Marathon Man. Um, I've forgotten his name. Yeah. I'll probably see the book. Sounds like, Cal's, sounds like Cal's Only, doesn't it? Something like that. That's him. Yeah, that's Something a great like that. read. That's a really good read as well. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. nuts. He's absolutely nuts as well. Well, he's what, and he, he, he just used to sort of... All right. Sorry. No, I was just going to say he, he he had just this office job and he just kept running to himself. He didn't want anyone to know that, like, he did, and then he'd just go out and do two hundred miles. What the um, Kalzagi? What's his name? Yeah, his name will come to. I read I read the uh, Ad Middleton books and stuff. I think they're really good. And I went to see him live over here when he did a uh, on stage sort of thing. Brilliant, really good. Who was that? Really enjoyed that. Ant Ant oh, yeah. yeah, the SAS guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. I found his book a bit repeat, repeat, repeat myself. Good, though. But, like, if you yeah. can see, I it, think what I think is it, is it, is it, it's like just motivate. Was it called? Um, zero negativity. Yeah, well, I think it's the is it the armed is it because isn't Dave it's Goggins, it's he's he's armed for yeah. I think there's a yeah. there's a dip, there's it's kind it's of a because yeah. I always sort of think with them it's like well that was your job you know and especially to get to that level of you know you have to be absolutely nails in every aspect to get to, to get to that level. So by the time you sort of get there and then perhaps come out of the forces and go what am I going to do now to keep myself going. Of it, you're going to be looking for the craziest sort of stuff, but you've got extreme, that. Extreme it's been stuff. it's yeah. been your job to push yourself way beyond the limit, but that's why I always that's why I always like this. Perhaps lean towards just the you know the guy that grew up on a farm and he had mm. maybe his dad was a bit of a bastard and just made him you know do chores all day, but that gave him a that gave him a mindset of like you know, and then suddenly it was like oh actually you know. 
I may be quite good, you know. They, they, they weren't even good at sport, and they just sort of discovered yeah. running and and like, oh, you don't have to be good at sport to be good at running, almost. And it's yeah. Uh, yesterday, I watched the uh, Bisping, Michael Bisping, yeah. like documentary thing on a Prime Video. It's like a new one, but like, mate, that story is amazing, eh? Like, he actually won the world champ, won the UFC world championship belt with one eye yeah he only got one eye but they didn't know did they he was so pretending he, to he, be he, able to he, see he through bullshit, it he bullshit yeah to get his license still like and all that just to get his license and then he fought and then he ended up winning them like well time like, he literally cheated the eye tests yeah. <laughs> like he, he memorized the like, listen, uh, like numbers on eye, the thing didn't he one eye is really hard because you lose your depth of field so be able to strike someone and get that distance yeah. right. Fair play to him. But they, they, they show it. He, uh, he shows it on the video. He's putting his false eye in over his like blind eye, just so it looks normal. It's crazy. It's, like, yeah, I mean that is just crazy, man. That's you crazy. think a doctor would have looked in his eye and gone, "That's not a real eye." <laughs> no, because no, he had his real eye no, at the time. No, he did it with his bad eye, but I think he just they bribes. They he unless they gave him the letters already to like what to read out on his bad eye, and then that was it. Like, yeah, yeah. he he doesn't explain it in it because he he doesn't tell it. He's like he doesn't want it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, he won. Brilliant though. Good documentary. Awesome. What about um, we had two Australian records this weekend. Um, Brett Robinson broke the um, the Australian marathon record, which has stood for years. It was um, held by De Costello. He's he's run. Uh, oh, he got it, did he? Where was he running? Yeah, he, I think it was in Japan, and he ran two oh seven thirty one. Oh, yeah, fine. that's a good day. That'd be good, man. It's um, yeah. And then also in uh, at Valencia, I mean she's Irish, but we claim her as an Aussie. Sinead Diver, she um broke the Australian record and ran two twenty one thirty four. Not great. I see the um, the Spanish lass got the Spanish world uh, the Spanish record as well in the marathon. She got two twenty six, two twenty seven, as well. Yeah. I watched that? that. I watched that on the uh, on the live feed. There was a lot of people in there coming across at like two minutes twenty five, two minutes thirty, and I was looking at the pace they had to run. They were like running three minutes thirty a k, and I was looking at them coming. I think these people don't look like they should be running three minutes thirty a k. No, it's not like say forty two k, and they were like, and then there were some people who were like, oh, are they going to make it? Are they going to make watch watch? We were having a right laugh because we were like, oh, they're going to going to do all oh, they crapped themselves. It's like out the way, out the way. Where's the toilet? <laughs> we were just laughing. People are collapsing on the line, and then you know you finish, and all of a sudden your life just, your legs just fall out from below you, didn't they? It's like I've made it. I can keep going until I get to that finish line, and then that's it. But, and there, uh, there's a there's a YouTube runner that I follow. His his name's Matt Rees, but he's on YouTube. He's called the Welsh Runner. If you want to look him up, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, Matt, I've been following his like training block leading into Valencia, and. Um, Oh, you should have should seen some of the sessions he was doing for this because he wanted to run uh two twenty-five 
And man, some of the sessions that he was doing was just insane. Like, you know, 30 K runs with 10 by one K on one K off, you know, just brutal workouts, but he ran, um, two twenty four, And when he come down the finishing straight, he was just going like, he was just so pumped up. It was so good to see, especially cause I've been following the, um, the vlogs. I think I actually training. saw him because I was watching it, but then we kept losing the, I was watching live run on YouTube and I was losing the commentary, <laughs> but I do remember seeing someone. Yeah. Be yeah. Like, we're, we're giving it some large, but um, he's the yeah. guy who is, is in that viral clip of the London marathon where that guy collapses and he carries him over the line. Like he's like, yeah. God, he puts he's his arm too. around him and he's walking. Um, yeah. We'll have to see if we can get have you, uh, John, have you ever done a London marathon or? No, do you know what? I it was what I was just thinking then, like, oh, what am I gonna do next year? And whatever. And I I've I've kind of I've thought like a sub three, a bit like Steve, kind of like jump in and just go, right, sub three is kind of a bit of a a bit of a target, isn't it? Um but that's it. hard that's hard work. I mean I'm doing the twenty it's twenty four. But no, I've never done a marathon official. I, I I kind of jumped from you know I think I did a couple of um, Great North runs, um, yeah. and then and then when I turned forty, and then it was like all right, and and then jumped straight into like doing the the longer stuff. So well, if you do it in twenty twenty four, I'm doing it. So I got an entry from Spencer. There you go. I'll come. I'll come yeah. and pass you a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> you do well, that guy. Do you do a, a road marathon or? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. As I say, like at some point before before everything sort of with my body fails yeah i wouldn't yeah. mind i wouldn't mind it'd be quite interesting to do the training you know specific as well and be like right that's i'm doing a road marathon and then obviously yeah well, just that's the hard part of... i think it's the doing that dedicated training you know i've got a ben parks training plan for the gold coast marathon which is next july and that's a 16 week plan so i did that before for the i applied it to a the noose of 50k ultra and mm -hmm. um but it's sticking to it and going oh i'm not gonna be able to get to train tonight so what does i carry that over to tomorrow and then just to tweak the plan slightly and then i just stuck to it i was quite surprised i was managed to stick to it and do the we were with steve we were doing those um those uh sessions those 800 meter sessions at the uh, out on the road there at north lakes and everything else it was um yeah that, i think that's the hard bit and then going oh shit i've got to go for a 29k run this sunday um and all that kind of stuff and then get it done and build it up and then taper it down it was um yeah, yeah but once you do it i think it gives you that sh that mental strength i've done the training i can stick to the training i'll be all right in the yeah. race i mean if, right. you, haven't if, got, you haven't got kids you, you got time to do it yeah you could still turn pro <laughs> yeah good yeah. i was pro i was pro for a while in between in between jobs for four weeks i was uh i was then in france for two weeks i was pro for, for uh, I was still getting paid, so technically, yeah, I could say I was pro for. Oh, John, John, you know um, Nathan's uh, partner; she's French, and so like England are playing France. So I wonder. Yeah, we were all. just talking about that before you logged in. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be interesting here Sunday morning. Interesting. Yeah, I don't even know if she's got a French top of any sort. So uh, I'll be in England top. She can wear what she wants and. Accidentally spilled the tea over if uh, if uh, they beat us. Yeah, you'll be yeah. poisoning your dinner. 
John, your oldest boy now, is he 12? Uh, he's, what is he, 15 and a half? He'll be 16 oh, in 15. March. Uh, we've just gone through that through that whole um well because he, he's a late maturer so so basically he's gone he's gone all the way did like the eight years in the academy system um and he's he got released yeah well kind of i had the conversation because he had like exams and stuff coming up and basically sort of said look is this happening or not um so he didn't he didn't get a scholarship from them um and he'd already decided in his mind oh he doesn't want to you know doesn't want to do that needs to let his body like catch up you know because he's he's like physically a year below you know they're men at, at this age yeah. you know and the lad the lads i mean there's a lad that he plays against playing for sunderland and newcastle have just offered 2.5 million for him the 15 year old wow. it's just how old, it's how just old is he 15 yeah, and he's so probably like, got like a full hairy but, chest. But he's like, but yeah, I mean, but but then as a 15-year-old, yeah, he's been banging in goals for the under-18. He, he wouldn't play for the first team, though, would he? He was on the bench, apparently. Like, Army. Yeah. But, you, you know, that's like... like you got Bellingham, who's 19. Is that a World Cup? You know, like, and yeah. he's starting in. So it's just well, he if yeah, his story, but he, yeah, if you there was a little clip before, I think was it the last England game, and they were doing his backstory with Birmingham, and they basically yeah. just spotted him early and fast tracked yeah. him through, um, and he was the one in that group. And what what you find at the academy systems is is there is there's always like the one, and then the rest are kind of there just to help that one get through. That's the reality. It's a bit harsh, yeah. but. But you know, they're on at the age of 13, 14, they've got like 20 grand Adidas contracts, stuff like that, you know. So it's just when he go back to soccer, when he go back to it, he's well, he, I mean, I had a phone call from like who was it? The, I, the guy who was doing head of recruitment at Morecambe Bay, so. Yeah, and he went. Oh, can he be? He was like, can he? Can he get to Stockport on Sunday and play in a game? Then I had Harrogate Town one in a, you know. So as soon as they get released, they go into the kind of the pot and all the lower league teams oh, that don't have that don't yeah, have yeah. like elite academies. They're basically hoovering up the rest to fill their to fill their squad. But but Finn's basically just gone. Dad, I want to do you know. I want to do me A levels. Um. There's a college near us that has um, an elite football program that's linked to Durham Women's, and they actually therefore play in like the national league, and they'll end up playing most of these sort of lower academy teams, scholars next year. So, yeah, you just if you if you become a full time scholar, you get your two hundred quid a week, and you're getting paid to play football, um, you know, and you. I think only four out of 25 will probably get a pro contract. And apparently the average time, length of a career in football in England is a year across everyone. Oh. So, you know, that's yeah. the, to get to that point, you're the 0.001% to yeah. get a pro, and then, yeah. and then your career lasts a year for one reason or another. Well, you get an injury or something and then you're done. Yeah. 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 Just, the manager changes, you know, somebody else comes in, take you. Someone don't, it, it's it's managers don't like certain players, the way no, they play. Don't think. You know, it's all on. So. No, it's, um, 
Because like my my uh, my oldest one, Samuel, he's been selected for the. He was in the select team last year for the under nines. He's in the select team again for the under tens. Um, but when he goes to high school in a couple of years' time, the actual uh, soccer coach there is an ex uh, uh, Brisbane War player, like our, okay. our, our professional league over here. He's an ex like player, and um, so he's, they're really into it. So to go there is really good for him like to go there mm. and stuff but I mean but, but some of the but even like for my boy I have to pay $600 each for them to be in that select team like to play and then if, like if you get uh, some of the other clubs like Mitchelton like they're these, these SAP teams have to pay like $3,000 a year for their child to play in playing football wow like, I mean, that's the that is the one thing is like, apart from I think we worked it out, we probably did about forty thousand miles in the time of like just getting him to and from training. Yeah, but, I don't mind the travel, but we don't. It's the cost but we, but we paid, but we paid nothing for. But like, so you, you, if every year it's like all the all the kit or your training kit, your match day kit, you get boots. Yeah. Um, you know, then mm. they would do they do like. Tournaments in Germany and stuff like that, and then you know you, you wouldn't. They just take your kids away and like you know. But there's like you don't pay, you don't pay anything. You know you don't have to go to the the away matches. See over here, yeah, that's why you wonder why the Australian football is so far behind. You like because you go to an AFL, like Australian Rules Football, and like a membership there for a club is a hundred, but hundred and fifty dollars. Like you, what you, you, want so much, you, to play, you want your kid to play soccer, and you got to pay six hundred dollars. Like, Why are they charging so much? You <laughs> ask what that three grand's for? I guess somebody's got they got to pay for the coaches though, or something. That's well, the... they're, they're, in the three grand thing. They the coaches are at a certain level and stuff. But like my boys played with like their coaches last year, who blokes I've played with like in a team previously. And they're fucking brilliant footballers, you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd like them to coach my kids because I know what they're doing. Like, to someone that's just a coach coach, you know, I've played with these blokes before and they know how to, you know, their kids are in the same team and how to play football. And Sammy's improved in the last two years, like, phenomenal. Like, you know, it's been brilliant to see. So, I don't know, I just... I play down at the club, so I just keep him down there and let him keep playing. Um, you know, we've had yeah, a I mean down at my club, we've had an ex ex Socceroos player, like goalkeeper, like play down there and stuff. So you know. Yeah. Well I know was it last year last year Finn, one of Finn's coaches with League Cat Catamol, remember him? Oh yeah, yeah. So he like he was he was at Sunderland for ages, wasn't he? He's probably the worst worst footballer yeah. to have a long career, but he was a good. And then I think yeah, Grant led better last yeah. year. But yeah, I mean it's different. It's it, it's not. I mean if you're into your football, I mean that is one thing kind of like because you spend a lot of time taking them there and things. But it's you know when you when you rock up to like the Liverpool academies and like the sit the the 
Etihad Academy at City and stuff like, and it's just a different world. Like yeah, the amount of yeah. the amount of money, the amount of money and stuff, and that you know, Middle Middlesbrough yeah. kind of like set up. They the guy spent a lot of money, the owner, and he he came up with the kind of the new academy formula, but it hasn't really changed for probably twenty years. And quite a few decent players come out of that that early crop. Um, but but yeah, all, once all the the real money, you know, got into Premier League and they started investing yeah. in their academies, it's taken it to a yeah, it's a whole new level. But crazy, yeah. But I'm quite I, to to a degree, I'm quite pleased not to have to think about it now. It was you, it, you don't kick a ball about anymore, then, mate, or no, mm. no. My, my I do a few. I could do some keep me ups. Yeah. That's I'm, about still it. Playing, mate. I'm still playing. I'm still playing. Oh, well done. My, my knees, my knees, definitely. <laughs> no, I haven't kicked a ball in anger in about 10 years, probably more. Oh, really? No, just, yeah, it would be, it would be a bad idea. So I get that bad injury, I'll stop. That's it. If you can do it, do it. But yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. A lot of the lads are playing it for English and stuff. So it's good. I could do, could do some oh, of that walking football. That's probably safe. Yeah. <laughs> Righto, boys. Let's knock it on the head. We've been going for ages. Yeah. I better do some work. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining <laughs> in with us, John. It's been awesome. That's all right. It was awesome, Good to mate. see you. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I'll, um, we'll I'll put to... something else in the diary and, uh, yeah. 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 We'll catch up again. Yeah. Have something. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Find another silly race to get involved with. Yeah, mate. No, that's a good challenge. That is, it's good to good to see you. Um, you know, like you weren't. I mean, you did athletics at school and that, didn't you? And that, but you, like I say, you're more of a team, team sports kind yeah. of player. And uh, so anyone can. If people think, oh, I didn't run as a kid, I can't run when I'm older. Like John's a great example to show you. Though. He just uh, was an all rounder. Well, I was, a, I was, I was an all right sprinter. Reason. I chucked the javelin a bit. Yeah, and then I used to go training with Fraser, and like they were all like rapid middle distance runners. And then for some reason, I used to decide, oh, I'll try and jump in with them because I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't fancy the sprinting training. That looked a bit serious. There's, 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 there's me, there's yeah, me, sort of still gone. going twenty minutes later after they finish their like sets, and I'm still blowing out my ass <laughs> doing four hundred reps. Just were you at GEC? Did you run for GEC or not? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was a, yeah, I was, yeah, I was B stringing everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Did it turn up? What do you want to do today? Well, you can do the, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like to hurdles, I like, I like to keep busy. I like, yeah. It's like you guys who specialised. You'd be like, right, I've got this. What? Yeah, maybe do the eight, or maybe doing the fifteen. I, I it was 15 like, and that's it. Right, yeah. yeah, I, I didn't need to warm up or warm down because I, I was literally jumping from one event to the next. <laughs> I thought you were do like a bit of the shot, um, do a bit of javelin. Yeah, a bit of... I thought you were the javelin. Um, yeah, you did javelin no, champion. Did um, yeah, yeah. No, what was it? Um, uh, Kent yeah. champs, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, Kent champs probably threw about twenty six meters. It was a small field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. All right, boys. Let's knock it on the head. Oh, All good, right. good, good shit. All right. Enjoy Catch your week, guys. Next week. Yeah, yeah. Guys. take it easy. Thanks, John. See you later. See you guys. Okay.
Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes, and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. My imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. Which you find in time, I will find that we shine with the only shine you can. Put the time on mine, show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal messages can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. Sometimes our minds play these tricks on us. Sometimes we find that our minds they climb higher than they should climb. Up. Our imagination contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. We should find in time our minds they will shine with the longest shine you can. Put the time on mine, show me these purple. A twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating. Hesitating on exploiting my mind, 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 mind.